All right, and welcome back to issue 23 of TLDR. I am your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk in crime. Together, we are the Woodward and Bernstein of the Dork Shared Gooniverse. Friar, my guy, how's it going? You know, it's funny. We all we tend to try and do books that are, you know, it's it's, it's a book that you haven't read I, that I'm talking about and, and vice versa always. And usually they're very different from one another. Today we we're talking about we're talking about a book that's written by the same writer. I've never we've never done that before. Kind of just happened that way, I guess, because mine's a listener recommended book. You wanted to do something that's kind of has to do with what's going on in pop culture and everything. So weird. It's a we always got a first somehow on these episodes. Right. We're all, we we got that synergy, baby. We got that yeah. synergy, and I didn't even realize that it was the same author. Uh, until this morning when I was looking to grab some images uh, from your book so I could post them on the Instagram account. Oh. And then I'm, and then so I, I, cause I had to, um, Liga Comics, you know, wasn't Comic Geeks wasn't giving me, it wasn't easy to search uh -huh. for. It. So I just, uh, I went to on my Hoopla app from my library and I was able to download the book for free and I was able to scroll through the pages and I go, oh shit, Tom King. What the hell? Look at this, huh? Well, we're cooking, baby. Yeah, so it's funny, funny how that works. I, 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 I'd forgotten that he wrote the visions. Uh, the what you're talking about today, as if you know, people haven't seen what you've tweeted out, or if you follow us on Instagram, you should already know by now what we're talking about. But before we get into that, we have what's new out this week, presented by RogueGrips.com. Use promo code Friar to get twenty five percent off your first purchase. And uh, for those wondering what those grips are, if you're a gamer, these are if you have sweaty hands, don't think twice about it. These are the kind of things you need. I have mine coming. I need them big time, especially for when Doc and I start ripping Gotham Knights. Uh, I'm going to be using Red Hood all the time and maybe dabble with some Nightwing if I let if I feel like letting Doc use Jason Todd every once in a while. Or if he's feeling like using Batgirl too, right? Because that's, that's who you're also going to use as your number two. Of course. You know, we yeah. don't discriminate here. I'm going to kick your ass no matter what. So. Yeah, exactly. But mm, Robin though? After we'll have to Robin Eternal. Yeah, still not going to be Robin. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 start with DC. Of course, we've been doing our tie-ins at the end of the week every Friday. We're talking to some future state, just you know, a little quick hitter, looking at what's coming up next and what we've reviewed in the past week and some other books that we haven't necessarily written about. I know this week I reviewed the next Batman issue two, which I thought was really good. Also have a second story in it called Batgirls and um, – I, I got to be honest, Joe, I, and I wrote about it for Geeks Worldwide. I think I like that a little bit more than the next Batman. Um, also, Nightwing, so the first Nightwing uh, Future State book, really, really good. Nightwing fans are going to be very happy about it if you haven't already. Um, did you – you re oh, that's right. How can I forget what you reviewed? How can I forget? <laughs> so I read um, uh, the books I read uh, this week were Superman, uh, Worlds of War, and uh, Shazam number one. I haven't read Shazam yet. <laughs> and look at that double whammy. Yeah, unbelievable. Double fucking whammy there. Um, so I read Shaz uh, I'm going to read Shazam number one uh, okay. for Friday, but uh, Superman Worlds um, of War. I th this is the book uh, when I when I when we drafted it last week I was very excited for uh, because just the title alone it sounds awesome the cover art looks fantastic and I read it and it was um, it was number one overall take. pick it was number one overall pick and it was draft. number it was the number one overall pick and 
so I wrote the review for Geeks Worldwide, and I've never been so frustrated with a book because mm. it had all the elements were there. And we've talked about this with Future State, uh, where most of these books are only two issues. So you expect to get right into it. Like mm-hmm. when, Sean Lewis, when Sean Lewis wrote uh, uh, Superman and Metropolis, he got right to it. Mm-hmm. And he's only doing two books, and it was an action-packed book. It made you think. It got right to it, and and very much looking forward to to issue two, with Superman: Worlds of War. The entire fucking issue was just people sitting around talking about what Superman meant to them, or how he may have saved them, or impacted them, and it did zero to tell you an actual story of the, the title is worlds of war. So you're expecting something Superman to save the world or worlds from something. And all you get is at the end of this book is you get maybe three or four panels um, of a, of a, of a uh, reminiscent of Thor Ragnarok when Thor's, you know, on the planet, but mostly a ripoff of planet Hulk where you, you, you see Superman sort of in chains having to, to, to he's fighting like a gladiator mm-hmm. at four panels with no, no explanation as to why he's there. You know, mm-hmm. whether he's been captured, whether he's there on purpose, nothing, you, you get nothing. You just get page after page after page of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to have to cram all of this in an issue too. Like you've got two books, like get to it. Mm-hmm. I think that if you just listened to Brick in the chat, you would have taken Immortal Wonder Woman first overall or Nightwing first overall, and you wouldn't have ran into this issue. It would have been my headache. Yeah. Very- Honest to God, though, Joe, when we saw all the, the Future State books come out, I, I mean, I tweeted them all out as we found out about them. And um, when they, because they emailed the day before it came out, and I saw, holy shit, this is definitely one of the ones I was like, this is one I want to make sure I bring to people's attention. War, war World. This is Superman getting after it fighting some big bads and everything, I would think this is going to be interesting. And Joe was not happy when he was texting me. And I read his review, and he you know, he got into it a lot here, but there's more there. And I'll tell you what, Joe, you know, you've been doing this review, review stuff for a little while, but obviously it's still fairly new to you. I've never felt so much emotion out of you in a review. As it, just, it, irrit- it just it bothered me because listening to the guys on the Bright Side chat, uh, last week or the week before, they were talking about Future State. We've had we've had very different opinions and views of Future State. For the most part, we've enjoyed it. They, from the rip, have, have not liked it. And one of the things that DJ said was he felt like it was wasting his time because he knows that this is just a minor thing. It's hard for him to get invested, and then come March, they're just going to you know get right back into all their other stuff. And I mean, I kind of understood that, but part of me was like, well, can't, let's just enjoy this, you know, for what it is. Yeah. This book wasted my time. Yeah. Like, that, I, and- I understood that. Like, okay, this book wasted my time because it's only two issues. And in the first one, you gave me nothing. And I don't like being negative about books. I don't like <laughs> I writing bad reviews. Like, when I sit down and write a review, I want to write about how awesome it is. I, I do this show because, you know, we want it, we do this show because we want to talk about how awesome these books are. And that just frustrated me to no end. <laughs> and this is the same week you're reviewing Batcat too, which I haven't read that review yet, but I know that one's, I, I know that one frustrates you quite a bit. I was, so. so I was, I was much more favorable in my review of Batcat, but I still talked about the same things that drag it. And I'll get into that a little bit more detail when we talk about, when I talk about my book. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Uh, also for DC this week, uh, Immortal Wonder Woman. I, I will be talking about that when we do our tie-in episode for sure. I have not read that yet. And DC's Dead Planet 7. That's the finale of Tom Taylor's event. And I will be writing a review for that pretty much right after we get uh, done recording this on Wednesday. And then um, Rorschach issue four, which I've read the first two issues. It's, and that's actually a Tom, another Tom King thing. So very, very busy Tom King episode or Tom King heavy episode for us. Um, but it's been, it's been pretty good. I'm not sure entirely where it's going, but I think the last issue was the one. I don't know if it was two or three. I can't remember where I'm at, but I remember there was like a point where I was like, holy shit. So he's, he's, he's got something going there. It, I have a different view of Tom King after the what I read, the, the arc uh, that I read by him recently. But we'll get into that more later. IDW this week got a couple TMNT books. I know you're reading one of them for sure. Yeah, so I, I love what they've done here. I think I've missed one because I was late to the game on this. But um, uh, TMNT Best of Leonardo came out uh, today. And a month or so ago, uh, TMNT Best of Donatello came out. So these are, you know, these are... Uh, the covers are great. Uh, I haven't read Leonardo yet, but it, they're, 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 you know, the stories are based around, you know, the character, obviously that, you know, the, it's a, it's a best of. So if you're a Turtles fan, this is, this is great stuff. Um, you know, and I think it's one where you, if you can buy all four, if you want, but if your favorite Turtles, Raphael, and you want to just get Raphael, you can get away with doing that. Michelangelo, whatever. Um, and then uh, TMNT, Jenica, uh, Two, before, before, three before, before, you, before you get to that, I'm just curious. So with the best of, is it like actually clippings or like pages, whatever, like many stories of of the characters like in their past, like old stories that are more focused on them? Or is it new stories about them, like kind of like looking – like let's just say if it was like – if it was Batman and you're looking at, um, you know – Death metal, right? We see a lot of Batman, but there are definitely other little things that happen. Is it kind of like that where it's like a look back at certain events with these characters, but kind of examining things from behind the scenes or outside of the panels that we didn't originally see? Yeah, it's been a while since I, you know, when I, since I read it. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, sort of like an anthology. It's like gotcha. the best of, you know, that particular character. Gotcha. So it's a legit yeah. best of. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. And then, yes, I, I jotted down the uh, second Jenica run. This is the third issue's out this week. And I know, I mean, I'm not reading it. And I thought about reading the first one initially. It's, it's a new turtle character. She's got, it seems like she's got like Wolverine type uh, weapons, not, and they're not part of her body. And then I talked to you, and I believe you've mentioned it on this show, but it you know it, it never hurts to serve as a healthy reminder. Your thoughts on Jenica and how that character has been handled so far? So uh, I think Jenica was announced maybe about a year ago at this point. I can't remember exactly when she was announced, but she's already on her second sort of run. So uh, Jenica won trade. You know the trade came out not too long ago, and uh, I went to go read it. And I was disappointed because the art is not my cup of tea. So I couldn't really, you know, get through it. I, you know, got a couple of pages in and the art just wasn't for me. This is, you know, someone's going to have to, who's read it, uh, you know, sell me on it. You know, help me try and get past the art. But I just, mm -hmm. I didn't like how, you know, it was, it was drawn and all that. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's a good story there. I just, I just couldn't do it. But if you're a Turtles fan and you're you're a fan of Jenica and you read, you know, the first uh, the first trade, um, then you know, issue number three came out today. Okay. Yeah, see, like this we've talked about it before where 
I need to give different types of art that I may not necessarily like a ton a chance. And Dai was an example where it's just it's not usually what I'm looking for. But then as I read it, it made a lot of sense for the way the story went. The story was is outstanding, of course. It's one of my favorite books. It's not my favorite book out right now. Still waiting for the next issue of that. What the hell's going on? Uh, but I, I so I'm surprised, you know, with Mega Man, you so this is two pages it took for Jenica, and you bought yeah. the book with Mega yeah. Man which you know you could have reviewed if you wanted to you read the first two issues and you hated it and, but you still read the first two issues i'm surprised that you dropped this one so like jenica as quickly as you did well the thing with mega man was the art outside of mega man wasn't bad mm. right? it was just a care it was him and I, couldn't, right. I couldn't look at his stupid skinny neck anymore i just couldn't do it That's uh right. with jenica you know it's it's just the whole thing it's, it's just the way the it's the presentation of all of it and and maybe that's just you know maybe I was in a bad mood that day, but it, it just You're wasn't cranking. my cup of tea. You know, there there's another book by Boom. It's called King of Nowhere, and this was a book that was when it was on the shelf, uh, sounded interesting. The you know the synopsis of it sounded interesting, but I opened it up and I said, nope, that art's not for me. Uh, and then um, I heard someone talking about it, and in the way they talked about it, this was an instance where. Read the story because the art matches the story and it, it actually goes well together. And uh, so then I, I went back, I picked up the first issue and I did enjoy it. And so with Jenica, I just, maybe it's because, you know, coming, even though it was a first issue for her, she was already sort of been, been written in to the ongoing turtles arc that was going on and hundred something books in or whatever it is. And so maybe it was a combination of like, I'm a little lost the art's not grabbing me, um, mm. this sort of thing. But. I, I could see how that would that would happen easily. And that's why shows like ours exist to help you guys, you know, figure out if certain books like the art may be troublesome or not unsettling at first, but eventually, you know, you, you, it's something worth powering through because the story, in the end, it won't like the the art maybe matches it or maybe it doesn't in the end. Like with Jenica, um, at least as far as we understand. You mentioned Boom. I know Once in Future fifteen is out this week. I have not read it yet. I am very excited to read it. I saw Kieran Gillen tweet out. I don't know if it was the variant cover or the main cover, but uh, little looks like shit's getting a little rough. I know you you've written your review for Geeks World, but I'm not sure if it's out yet at the time we're talking. But uh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't checked to see if to see if it's out yet. But it, I did post it, so hopefully, if it's not out, it'll be out soon. But uh, yeah, this is this is an instance where I think the the bulk of the action is on the cover. You know, so it's uh, it's it's a very it's a character driven issue, which I mentioned in my review is a good thing because I love Once in Future, but it can move at sort of a frenetic pace sometimes. Mm. Where, you know, the action is just it's just kind of nonstop and you get introduced to some, you know, we're, we're, it seems like we're getting introduced to new characters every book now or right. every other book. And so it can it can move a little fast. And even though it's awesome and the action is great, and the art's been fantastic. Getting a nice little character-driven issue like this is a good sort of slow it slows it down, brings things back in focus. So we get a lot of good um, uh, backstory on Mary, aka Nimue, and uh, we see we see kind of a badass Rose here, even though she doesn't really do anything badass. She she's very defiant in this issue, um, and then we get a couple of Gillen type surprises right at the end, which you'd expect. Uh, you know, we do get a couple of introductions, but it's not like, you know, bam, 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 bam. So a very good issue, and I enjoyed it very much. Okay. All right. So so you're totally off the train of this book needs to wrap up in 
like a bit. A hundred percent. I mean, eventually, you know what I mean? Like eventually, because, but so far, like right when I said that, uh, it's like Gillen was like, maybe he was listening, who knows, but it's been kicked up a notch. And now the, the possibilities, the roads that it can go down after this issue, after this issue are, um, are endless. Okay. Yeah, because I think when you said that it was around issue twelve ish or something along twelve those lines. or thirteen, yeah, yeah, and and you said that, and then like I, I'm thinking in general, maybe it was like maybe thirty that he ends up going, maybe forty yeah. or something like that. And I, from the way you were talking, it sounded like you wanted to be done by twenty. So yeah. I, I mean, either way, I mean, I mean, I have to read this next issue to see if he could wrap it up in twenty. But I felt like after the other one, it would be kind of hard to do that. But, definitely, definitely hard now at this point. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. All right, and what else uh, is out for Boom this week? Uh, so uh, The Expanse, uh, number two, uh, came out this week. And then Abbott, uh, 1973, number one. So we know Doc's rule. Yep, of right? course. We know Doc's rule. Boom, number one. Read it. It's so, a TLDR rule now. That's, that's yeah. a TLDR rule. It's your number one rule, but it's a TLDR rule Big now. Dick Doc over here, just making rules. Um, mm. But uh, so Abbott, 1973, number one, came out. So I went to go read this this morning. And upon doing so, I realized that it is actually a continuation from Abbott, uh, which is a, a run that was on Boom uh, a year or two ago. And so I was reading the synopsis for that, and it sounded fantastic. So I'm going to go back, read that um, before I read this book. And, um, and it's, it, it sounded very interesting. It sounded like a book that might be TLDR worthy. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay, nice. Now, I did. I did note as well that uh, the next issue of Power Rangers out, issue number three. I know Mighty Morphin's been going on too. I haven't been reading those, but I know we have a lot of Power Rangers fans, and I've recommended. Uh, I did uh, Shattered Grid a little while back, so you know, for anybody who's uh, looking for Power Ranger stuff, you know, cares about that property side. No, I saw Amy Jo Johnson was doing something with Boom. Like, not she was. I think it might have just been an ad or something along those lines. Not entirely sure, but anyways, uh, anything from your guys over at AWA. Uh, yeah, so AWA uh, had American Ronin number four come out. This is four or five. So when this wraps up, I'll be doing an episode of TLDR on it. I absolutely love this book. Mm. And um, friend, friend of the show, Cullen Bunn, Bite Size number two, uh, mm. came out this week as well. So I can't wait to read that. Read that with Swaggins and then uh, uh, hand it over to my uh, nephew who read the first issue and loved it. Nice. Now, uh, the Amer- American Ronin four, did, is that the one that you ended up picking up that looks kind of weird? Yeah. So on the green screen. Ah, yeah. So for those who are not watching, uh, watching the show and listening on change my mind or geeks worldwide radio, the, uh, because of Joe's green screen, his American Ronin cover looks like it's, it's made of glass. It's, it's transparent because right. Cause the cover of the book it, is green. It doesn't just look transparent, Joe. It looks like it's made of glass. It's yeah, really, yeah. It's that's awesome. Art. There it is. This is good. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right. Um, image this week. I know a new issue of Philadelphia is out. I don't know what number that is, though. I haven't. Not so, Philadelphia up. number 12 came out today. And this series has been crackers from the get go. I talked about it back in, uh, you know, Dorktober. Um, mm-hmm. This issue is probably the most shocking one I've read yet. And it it's just been, it's been nonstop, like pedal to the metal from the get go. And for it to sort of drop my jaw, you know, this you know this late all things considered uh is a testament to the writing and just the book as a whole so that was an awesome issue and then uh stillwater five uh came out this week written by you know one of my guys chip zadarski this has been a fantastic series and uh, i can't wait to read this one as well the um i 
I, I I'm excited. I haven't gotten obviously I'm not as far as you in Philadelphia. I have the first trade, and I'm gonna be pick, getting on that at some point. But it, the question is, do I go with that first, or do I get on Daredevil first? <laughs> it's gonna be the mean. running thing. We're gonna, you know, when it's all said and done, and uh, you know, if, if you know, when TLDR, you know, is is is, is run its course, you're still not gonna have read fucking Daredevil. It's gonna drive me nuts. Run its course. <laughs> I bought it though. Run its course. What are you talking about? All right, run, run well, course. years from now, who knows? I might. Hey! I'm a fat guy. I, might, I could die of a heart attack tomorrow. Who knows? No, just, just because you die doesn't mean the show's gonna run its course. I'll just bring violent. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah, I'll just bring, yeah, so just talk about uh, Transformers. Uh, what is it? My Little Pony. My Little Pony. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Aftershock, anything? Uh, we live number four. This has been a great little uh, sci-fi fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been I've enjoying that. I'm all caught up, so I gotta just you know read the the issue that came out today. But that's been really good so far as well. And then with Marvel, I know there's Iron Fist: Colon Heart of the Dragon issue one, and then Maestro: War and Pax issue one. I'm not personally reading either of those, but I know we get people who say they you know they want to know more about uh, they they like Hulk stuff. Just Hulk's not for me. And for Iron Fist fans, if you do exist, you, you, this may be something you want to read. I don't know. And then I know King and Black issue three came out this week, and I know you have some thoughts on it. Yeah, this is uh, so. I read this before we uh, we started today, and I, and I only picked it up. I mean, Newberry Comics opened at eleven, and so I, I you know I try and get there when they open. And I was a little bummed because I've been able to buy variant covers for this book so far, and wasn't able to get my hands on one today. But uh, issue three is fucking bananas. Just it's I mean, this is a really good fucking series. So is I it can't bananas? Like like okay, it's bananas. Yeah, it's crazy. Or is it like? Even even bananas for Kate's because he can get pretty nuts. I think this is probably one of the more. This is one of the more bananas books that Kate's done for Venom, Silver Surfer, the Absolute Carnage, all of it. It's it's a, this this issue was fucking nuts. Okay, so for hit, so okay. So it's like not just par for the course for him. Yeah, this is this one's fucking nuts, and the art's fantastic. And there's there's an image okay. where Thor strikes. Yeah, why don't you why don't you stop right there? How about oh, it's just it's just just, just just it's just an image. Oh, so good. Yeah, good. Okay, just stop. Wait, <laughs> I feel like if I didn't say something, you were gonna keep going. I feel like you've already gone in, gone too yeah, far. Yeah, Maybe. no, you're fine. No, you're fine. <sighs> Unbelievable! You, you, hey, you're like riding what twenty weeks now? Spoilery? Twenty weeks. I mean, it was close, but it was it wasn't spoilery. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, I think it's time to move on to your book with Rossi checking in on us because you did kind of pick. Well, he didn't pick it for Rossi, but it kind of just fits, I guess. Um, Doc, what book are you talking about this week? Respect for Vision, baby. I am reading Tom King's The Vision. And this was a book that was, um, it's been on my radar. It's been in my queue for some time. Uh, but, you know, it's the, the great thing is that there's been so much good stuff to read lately, right? That it, a book like this, it's really, really good. It just keeps kind of falling down because all this new stuff's coming out and, you know, what, you know, what we have sort of planned for the show on a week to week basis. But I, I picked the book this week to read because it's topical. WandaVision came out last week and I thought this would be, um, this would, would be a good one to read this week. So I'm dedicating this one to Jason Rossi because, you know, you know, hashtag, you know, vision for life. 
Yeah, get some respect for Vision. Right, it's it's sort of tattooed right across the smaller Rossi's back there, and yeah, uh, you know. Exactly. But uh, this is a book that came, you know, highly recommended, and I know that it's you know it's 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 you know it had a good run. So uh, this is written by Tom King, art mm-hmm. by um, Gabriel Hernandez Walta, uh, letterer is uh, Jordi Belair, and the colorist is VCs Clayton Cowles. And uh, when Fryer talks about his book, you're going to hear all these names again. It's it's kind of <laughs> weird, yeah. Jordi Belair, and I've, I've said this, I believe, on here before, but and I know I've written about it on Geeks Worldwide. Jordi Belair is what, what he did with the Constantine run um, from this past year by Spurrier. Holy crap! It, it just it, I've never had a colorist make such an impact on me as a reader, and he just he does, he does a great job. So I I don't. I don't mean this like an meme, but I don't know if I ever would said I have a favorite colorist, but I think Bel Air is has to be no question because I've never had someone where I noticed it that much. And and with all the Future State stuff, I mean Jordy Bel Air has been all over Future State. Mm-hmm. You know, at least the books I've read. You know, you, you've seen a lot of these names. You know, uh, you know, and I've never really paid attention to the names of the colorists and the letterists. You know, before yeah, mm-hmm. you usually. But now, since been doing since we've been doing the show and, and and writing for Geeks Worldwide, those are things that you pay a little bit more attention to, and you really start to see the the talents of you know of, of, yeah. of these these people. So, uh, so Jordy Belair has done some great stuff, and so the other person, real quick, Matt Hollingsworth too, because he does the stuff oh, with, yeah. with Sean Murphy over on Batman White Knight and Curse of the White Knight, but it's also because. It's all Sean Murphy beside Matt Hollingsworth yeah, on, yeah. on the books. He's the only one that's involved. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, so this was a 12-issue run, I believe, started in uh, 2017 or 2018. And so probably right around the time where, you know, Vision is getting more uh, – he's getting more, you know, FaceTime because of, you know, the MCU, what we had with, uh, you know, Avengers 2 and, and onward. And this is – this was just such a good book. I, I I flew through this. It's it's two volumes, you know, uh, six issues each. And it when I when I when you look at it, it gives you the vibe of what's going on now with WandaVision, right? Where when you watch WandaVision, you get that 1950s homey, feely American dream, you know, feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of the vibe that you get in this book, but that's probably where the the the, the similarities end. You know, I think what we're dealing with in WandaVision is probably a lot closer to House of M than it is the Visions, but I think they kind of borrowed that look and that sort of feel to it because it is very similar in that. So it's a story about fitting in. It's a story about feeling normal, feeling a part of society, because what we know about Vision is that he's – He's a machine. He's a he's an infinity stone, what? right? Right. <laughs> and what? so, so he, you know, you you sort of see that in the movies where you know he's tr- wearing human clothes and he's he's trying to you know adapt, but he never can because of you know you know what he is. And so this is a story about him and his family trying to adapt, trying to fit in, you know, with normal society. And so he's got a wife, Virginia. He's got two children, Viv and Vin, and they're 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 living in um, uh, DC. You know, Vision's working for the Avengers, but he's also got a gig at the White House, and he's trying to integrate his kids into school and 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 sort of live this American dream sort of life. And 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 throughout the course of the story, what you see is as much as they're trying to fit in, you see this 
the slow, destructive behavior, you know, from, you know, from the characters and the way that it all wraps up is, is absolutely, you know, absolutely fantastic. And so this is sort of what I wanted to talk about when we mentioned Tom King in uh, the what's uh, new section is that Tom King, I think can, can be a little polarizing and much to what you said after reading this book, I have a different appreciation for Tom King, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, I've gone back and I've read some of the, you know, I've read the, the, the wedding and, and a lot of the, his run on Batman and then reading Batman Catwoman, And you kind of like, dude, all right. It's, it's especially if you're not reading again, I'll, I'll get into it more with my book as well. But if you're not reading, you know, maybe if you don't read the entire Batman, he's on Batman for a long while. Yeah. So, I can understand, like for anybody, myself included, like you don't like him because of some of these major events and the way things were handled in the end. But there's a reason he was given those opportunities. I, now, I, what there could be a, a multitude of how he, weas- he maybe he weaseled his way in somehow. But I tend to think that there's a chance, you know, in this day and age, he probably earned it. And I was reminded of, I was, you know, informed with my book why he earned some of the opportunities he's gotten, and you were as well. So he, there's clearly talent there. It's just that sometimes. He, he tries he tries things and it just doesn't work and that's going to happen and hopefully he just continues to grow as a writer because because we know that there's a lot of potential there from what we've seen yeah so you know what I what I discovered especially with reading the vision is his character work is really good I mean it's it's right up there with you know I'm not putting Tom King on my Mount Rushmore but his character work is right up there. You know, I think what kind of holds Tom King back a little bit is his execution, which I'll get it in a minute. Mm. But the way he wrote Vision, the way he wrote his family, and and you know, he he takes a family of you know artificially intelligent, you know, synthoids as they're called in the book, and 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 allows you to relate with them, you know, and and you know, feel for them despite them sort of just being kind of cold and very fact-based, I think is a, is a testament to how he's able to write characters and you understand. And like I said, you, you relate to it and, and you, and you see, you see this, like I said, this sort of destructive behavior that happens throughout the course of the story that you would expect for someone like you, someone like me, someone like our family, our friends were to experience, you know, pain, loss, you know, anger, all that stuff that you wouldn't expect, you know, a character like Vision or, you know, you know, characters like him to experience because, you know, they're just they're super intelligent. They're fact based and, and they should be void of emotion. Mm-hmm. And, and and this book just does a great job um, at that. And so but getting back to, to, to Tom King, you know, I think. What I appreciate about this book versus what the issues I have with, say, Batcat is that it's it's execution. Because I think what Tom King likes to do, and maybe you'll harp upon this as well, um, is that he likes to attack stories from different angles and give you different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I enjoy about it with Vision is that it's a linear story from issue one to issue 12, panel to panel, page to page, book to book. The story moves in a forward direction. But what he does is that he has a lot of narration. So you've got the characters, you know, with their dialogue boxes, but then you have the narration dialogue boxes. And so, you know, maybe, you know, from book to book, those narrations might change perspectives from different characters. 
you know, and which is indicated by different colors and, and, and will give you sort of different insights, but it's all contained to within that panel within, within that book. So you can go ahead, you can read a page, you know, go to panel, 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 and you can read just the dialogue from a from the characters and get the story moving forward and then read the dialogue from the narration and then sort of get it from that, from that point of view and just keep moving forward and you don't lose anything. Right. Gotcha. So you're able to see to get the same story from different perspectives, from different angles, but it's still moving forward. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Batcat, which would which really Oh been, yeah, well Batcat's right? just such a yeah. what's holding this back from being a great book is that he's got three timelines and they're all going on at once. You're jumping mm -hmm. from timeline panel to panel to panel to panel. And it's a similar idea where he's trying to give you different perspectives of the same story, different angles. But the execution just isn't hitting home because, as I said in my review, you're not able to sink your teeth in. You're not mm -hmm. given any one particular story long enough to sink your teeth into to get invested to because you're yeah. constantly jumping around. And right. so, like, there's a there's a, a you know a panel or two from book one that's not referenced again until you know an obscure panel or two in book two, and it's not it's not uncommon to have you know story arcs or you know little story bits kind of do that but there's so much stuff in between you, you forget about it mm -hmm. and so that's where after you know after reading vision okay i get what he's trying to do and i and 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 it's not that i hate it it's just he's able to execute it better in some stories versus others so what he's done with Batcat is far different from vision but it's also kind of the same. And maybe you experienced that with your book uh, in a little bit, but yeah. Um, so my, well, one question you, you brought up how it's 12 issues and, and some yeah. of the stuff that we talk about are these long indie runs. So it's kind yeah. of, you know, you have arcs and everything, but it's one story just building up all the way till the end and everything with this. Is it, do we deal with like one arc in the first six issues or so, and then one arc in the second six issues, and then they kind of end it there and you feel like it was cut off fast or is it just one continuous story, all everything kind of matters from like issue two and they could call back on it on like issue nine? It's all it's all one. It's okay. all one. And okay. so what I would say is the first trade, you know, ends, you know, obviously by setting up, you know, so the first arc ends by setting up the second arc. So they're they're separate in that sense, but it's you know, it's sort of like books one through six are the buildup. And then you know issues seven through twelve is yeah yeah it's like and, one big it's like one big story as opposed to like different chapters in the characters' lives like with yeah. with with Batman or some of the other ones we'll get like okay this happened now this happened um, this is like months after what you just read or you know a flashback things like that this is this happened now and then we're just going right one into the next so then my question after, off of that is. You like it clear as day. Do you feel like they gave you maybe King gave you maybe a little bit more than you wanted or feel that you needed? No, because it felt just right. Because when I was reading this, um, you know, like when I was reading, when I finished the first volume, I said there there better be a second, you know, because the way it ended, it could have ended there. But I said there better be a there better be a second, and of course there was. Mm -hmm. um, and then when that one ended, if, if the story felt complete, you know, because the story, even though it's twelve issues, the story only really takes place. It takes place over a, a very short period of time. There are a couple of you know flashbacks. You know, you wouldn't be a Tom King book without a flashback here or there. But 
Um, <laughs> Just wait. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but you know, the, 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 the story really takes place over a very short period of time, a couple of days, maybe a week, you know, something like that. And there's all these little stories that sort of happen, but they all come together because they're all lead to one, you know, one sort of conclusion. And like I said, he's able to take, you know, he's able to take a character that I, I ordinarily don't give two poops about. Like the MCU sort of, you know, made Vision, uh, you know, an important character, but he wasn't a main character, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, because, because you know, he's got right. Infinity Stone and he's, he's you know, he's he's got a presence. And, and so I would never, you know, if I would never have ever sought out a Vision book, a Vision story. Right, you know, before the MCU, obviously, and you know, had they not done WandaVision, um, and you know, I, I might still, I, I, I might have read this book, but you know, WandaVision was like, you know, kind of expedited that, and then talking to some people who, who you know, who raved about it, but yeah, he made the character interesting. He, 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 he you know, he, he gave life, he gave different life to this character that I think. If you're an MCU fan, if you're a Marvel fan, you know, this is a really good book to read and I would highly recommend it. So full disclosure, right? With, with all these books, these are these are things that I have not read Vision uh, or any of the other ones that Doc recommended me in their entirety until he has spoken to me about them. That's why I was like Archangel 8. Doc told me about that before he interviewed, before he talked about it on the show. I bought it before he talked about it on the show because I saw the trade, but I waited for him to discuss it because I would not have known about that book without Doc. With this, I actually this is the first time where I actually gave this book a shot, and it was the first issue. I did not, uh, and this is way before this. This is yeah, way before the show's conception. But I, I was like, okay. It's like there's definitely potential there, but I don't care about vision that much, and I, like you said, like you don't. And I think most people don't in general. So like how – like when you say you didn't care about – like obviously he's important in the MCU. He matters, his presence and everything. But when you say like he was actually good, like you obviously read the thing in its entirety. I just – I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to figure out who is going to want to pick this up. Who's going to – because this is one that's still – I know it's good, but it's tough for me to say, yeah, I'm going to set aside some time for a vision book. So this is a book that exists sort of in a vacuum, right? It's not – you know, I wouldn't say, oh, you know, this is, this is a book of, is this, this book's in canon. You've got to read it because it, it relates to bop, 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 and bop. Mm -hmm. right? This is a book that exists in a vacuum. And so it's, it's. I like that. It's the, like I said, you know, the, the character work is great. And, 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 and the art that you get for vision himself, right? Like you, you each one of these characters has, has, you know, this arc that they, that they, they go through and, and watching vision talk about his family, try and integrate into, you know, a normal life, try to assimilate, you know, his family into a normal life, dealing with shit that he's got to deal with in the Avengers. And then it's, it's one of those things. It's one of those stories. It's like, how far, what lengths would you go to, to protect your family? Mm -hmm. And we see that with vision. We see that with his wife in, in, in Virginia in this. And it's, Take take the Marvel stuff aside. Take the idea of, of Vision aside. Like this is a great like story, start to finish, about what a family is willing to do to protect each other. Got it. Okay. Right? And then you add in certain events where 
this is Vision. He's a very powerful character. You know, how does he keep all of that in balance? And you get, you know, mm. you know there are, you know, Wanda Maximoff is in this story. Oh, um, yep. Um, but the role she plays is she's talked about a lot, but you don't see her a lot, but it's important. And, and you get interaction with, you know, other, you know, Avengers, you know, there's, there's, you know, yeah, I think I've ever seen some in the first issue. You see a couple pop up. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's, and it's also dealing with the fact that, you know, you know, you know, who, who visions creator is and, you know, is, is there something programmed in vision that could make him switch and flip and it's so it's just there's this great balance it's just it's like i said it exists in a vacuum and tells a great story so whether you're a vision you know fan or not i think you can enjoy this book because it tells a really great story and it exists gotcha. you know it's it's a marvel property so we see a lot of those characters that we we know and love but seeing you know like i said you know these these artificially intelligent creatures who shouldn't have any emotion at all have growth and, 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 and see them experience things that you experience, I experience uh, and how they deal with it is um, I, I, I thought it was, it was absolutely fantastic. It was great work by Tom King and uh, it changed my perspective on how he writes. I think I got a better idea of uh, his, his, his MO. I, I, I think what I get from this most is we talk a lot about how we like Black Label so much because we're dealing with characters, but kind of in an indie sense where the ramifications aren't necessarily dire. It's not, it's not going to go and mess with the canon stuff or whatever. Yeah. And in this instance, it, like we want that for Marvel. And there have been like maybe some like tiny examples of that through the years. Some been, we've probably talked about one or two before, but this sounds like another example of that where we're dealing with a character. Now, it's one that we maybe don't care about necessarily as much. But we're able to see a character we're familiar with, along with others who we know even better, go through an experience that where where King's hands aren't necessarily tied like it might normally be, like they might normally be, with um with a Marvel character or something along those lines, which kind of does lead into uh, my Tom King book that I have for this week. But did you have anything else about the Vision before we move on? No, I just you know this is this was just a great book, and so like I said, you know Rossi, if you're still watching. Grab it, read it. You're gonna love yeah. it. Uh, but I would rec I would recommend this book to to anyone because you know because it exists in a vacuum and because it's only twelve issues long, and you you get enough you know in the book that if you're not as familiar with Vision, uh, you will be by the end of it. Okay. Well, I don't know if Rossi can read. I know Mac and Goo can't, but hopefully Rossi can. Which brings us to the other Tom King book that we have today on the Tom King podcast. We're talking. I'm talking about. Batman, The War of Jokes and Riddles, which is from his uh, Rebirth run. So that's, this is issues 25 through 32. And actually, this is another listener-recommended book. Doc did Spider-Man. I know Chip Zdarsky, but I'm trying to blank on the name. Life Story. Life Story. Okay, and that was recommended by, was that Mike Cassini uh, yep. over on Instagram? We got this from Goo's friend, Frank. And uh, really appreciate, really appreciate that. Um, oh, is that? Oh, is it Max friend Frank? I don't yes, know. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, my apologies. I get, I get those two guys messed up all the time. That wasn't my idea, Frank. Not my I idea. I don't, I don't know. Either way, um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you just. <laughs> Uh, you did not handle that like I expected you to. Like, how did you not see me saying that? Anyways, all right. 
So I did not, I had not read Tom King's Batman run other than the wedding. And of course I'm reading some of the Batcat stuff as well. I'm behind, but I read the first issue. I've not, uh, and again, not read Doc's review. Um, with this, so I, I don't know what was going on in 24. I don't know what happened in 35. I don't like, or 33, whatever the issues are outside of one another. Okay. This, when you talk about him messing around with timelines and storytelling and everything, it kind of, this, I was thrown off when I read it, uh, this book initially. I did not know exactly where it was going, uh, where, where we were in Batman's life and in his crime fighting and everything like that. You get that answer. I believe it was in the first book. But I um I don't want to tell people the, where exactly. I don't I don't think it takes a a ton away from the experience, but it might a little bit initially because I I had to wrap my head around some things as we're going along and constantly remind myself this is where we are right now. This this story is happening then, okay? And um so I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. But the other thing is we're obviously we're dealing with jokes and riddles. Who are the two characters? Who are the two Batman villains that we're going to be dealing with? You, I mean, if you saw the art the doc tweeted out, we have the Riddler. And of course, you know, what good Batman story exists without Joker, right? There are plenty uh, spoiler, but anyways, with this one, we get two villains who are going toe to toe in, in Gotham and everybody who matters in Batman's rogues gallery is, is pretty much involved in this. And Riddler's a guy, Doc. You know, you, you bring up Vision, a guy who why would I want to read about him. Riddler, I mean, okay, so it's a Batman book. We have Joker involved. Do I really care about what's going on with Nigma? I mean, obviously, when Alyssa recommends it, we want to give it a shot. And and I, I mean, Tom King was on Batman for as long as he was, but I still couldn't help but ask myself, like, am I gonna? How, how am I gonna feel about this? And I thought Tom King did an outstanding job of taking a character that has become very much irrelevant uh, over the years as Batman has grown as a character, grown as a, as a hero and fighting like dark side and, and playing a role. And, and, you know, obviously uh, um, the, uh, metal was so important, uh, Dark Knight's metal and then death metal and, and Batman's role and all that crap. I, I, Enigma's just someone who's like, where what does he where does he belong? Like of all of Batman's villains, this this is like he may have become like the most irrelevant over the years. And I know we're gonna see him in uh, the the Batson movie, but that's very early on in Batman's career. So it was cool to cool to see him have such a prominent role. And honestly, he rocked. Like he was he was on. Uh, like uh, he was probably featured more than anybody. Joker was obviously, I mean, all three of those guys were very important, but I felt like every time Riddler was like, it was a panel featuring the Riddler. My eyes were drawn to him right away. Now he talks freaking shit ton. That's part of the reason why, but also I like he's just, he's trying to do so much throughout the course of everything. And to me, it feels like he's a fish out of water in a way. He, he doesn't act like it, but I look at it. It's like, you're going up against the Joker. How do you think that that's going to work? You're you're dealing with Batman and all this. Both of them at the same time. How the fuck are you going to juggle that, Riddler? We're not talking about Raz Al Ghul, who's playing like freaking Chinese checkers when and, and well, Batman and Joker are doing their thing. We're talking about the Riddler, smart dude. But what? How much have you actually ever accomplished? So I, I was very impressed uh, by that. And, um, you know, there was, there was some other good stuff in there too. There's some dead, sh like I said, 
all uh, pretty much all the rogues galleries involved. Deathstroke and Deadshot, um, there's some, you know, they're both using it too. They're on opposite sides, and I really, really liked what Tom King did with them. And I, you know what? I, I've gone on for so long, Doc, and got so excited talking about the book. I forgot to mention Tom King is the writer for this. Michael Jannon is the the primary artist. We see Clay and Seth Mann come in as well for one issue. And then um, the colorist is June Chung for the majority of it, but Jordy Belair was also on the one issue where we had Clay and Seth Mann. And then the letterer throughout is Clayton Cowles. Now, Doc, I've, you know, I've, that's, I've said a lot about this. And, of course, I, with, with these books, we got to be careful about spoiling. This is part of a, a long run and everything. And I know Tom King's not handling Batman anymore. But um, I, 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 the one thing I do got to ask you in all this is if you were asked – Hey, I you need to be, let's say, whatever role you want. I wanted to say secretary, but I'm not going to go there. If you had to pick whose side you were going to fight for, so I guess you could pick who you'd rather fight against too. If you had to pick a side to fight for, not knowing the rosters that Joker and Riddler have and all this, who are you picking to align yourself with? So... It's a it's a tricky question because I you know the obvious answer here is the Joker because he's not going to lose, but he's also could kill you, you know within you know you just he could just look at you and be like all right boom and, and you're dead. So I feel like if I want if this was about survival, uh, I'm going to pick the Riddler because I feel with the Riddler I could maybe be a henchman I can maybe kind of hide in the back and I could you know. Do some little things and not worry about him so much, you know, flying off the handle and killing me. Whereas if I'm Joker, even if I'm the guy fucking just, you know, mopping the floor, he could just walk in and shiv me in the back and I'm dead. So if it's about winning, it's Joker. But if it's about survival, I'm picking the Riddler. Yeah, I think there's – well, I understand that Joker – you look at him and think he's the winner of the two. Cause I, I guess I think, I think Riddler's – kind of a loser in the grand scheme of things as well. Yeah. But they're both kind of losers when it comes down to it because the Joker, what has this thing always been? Like he just, he just wants to create as much chaos as possible. There is no way that you are walking out of that 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 battle where you're on his side or not and, fi- and you're going to be fine. Unless you're the Batman. And even then, he's going to be mentally scarred at the end of it all. So I, I can't I – can't, I understand you may want to see more Joker. I get what we want to hear – um, more or see more stories involving the Joker, but I—I I mean, if I'm just thinking like realistically, like, and I have to get involved, I'm going with the Riddler because there's at least a chance, a small chance of success in in all of this too. And you also know if Batman's involved, he's gonna want to see the Joker stop too because he, as much as we're dealing with three psychos, no one is no one is like the Joker. It's just yeah. not even close. So I think this is a good book, and I think this is a book too where you don't necessarily need to know. What's gone on with uh, Batman? There's, there's, there's maybe one thing, um, but I, I think if you're reading comics, you already kind of know that this one thing is going on. I don't want to say what it is, but this is in the middle of of, of Batman. Right again, where we're talking issues 25 to 32. So it's it's one its own self. It's not self-contained. Eh, in a way, it kind of is self-contained. But I thought King did a really good job with this. King. <laughs> He does not want you to walk away feeling like you got shorted. You always are going to get a ton of writing. It is like, don't get me wrong. We we like pictures, but we do want to read. Doc and I, but King takes it to an entirely different level. And I've seen it with his other work before. But just another reminder here in this instance. So 
it's but it's a good book and some of the frustrations you hit on um with him before with with that cat and with in not popping up as much as in vision you see a little bit of that here but again it's not it's not nearly as hard to navigate as bat cat the way they did that was was very i also knowing in advance helps like i will yeah. say that like you telling me in advance for bat cat made a big difference for this i'm not gonna like say exactly what but there is something like that that kind of element to it but it's only confusing at the very beginning then after that you know what's going on for the most part did, did king just write these books because I know this is a rebirth run, right? So was he writing Batman throughout Rebirth, or yes. was it just okay? Yes. So yes. he did Rebirth, and then they gave him the main title again, and then they kicked him to black. They he had well, or, Rebirth. Rebirth was the main title. Oh, like, it's, okay. it's Batman and then stopped calling it Rebirth after a certain. Yes, that switched over to yeah. DC Universe. So yeah, oh, that's, okay. why, that's, that's why, why I got confused. Yeah, no, I know I understand. That's why. Yeah. I, yes, I. That's why with um, Deathstroke, it's like it's. DC Universe and Rebirth, his run. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because I know that throughout King's run, they they had the different, you know, the, the oh, I think the Joker Wars might be tied but you know, they have all the, you know, the wedding obviously, and then the Bane stuff and all that. So, but you know, this one's got Rebirth right over the you know, the top. So I'm thinking, okay, that is that different than, but it's all just. I'm glad DC's finally got some semblance of getting their shit together. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So this was a good recommendation, Frank. I appreciate it very much. Um, and Doc, I know off the top, we did not get to catch up on other things that maybe we'd been behind on our reading. But while we're on the topic of Batman, I did get a chance to finally read Dark Detective from the uh, Future State, which I know you reviewed and talked about quite a bit. I really enjoyed it. I thought they did. I thought... Um, I'm trying to blank on who wrote it, but I know Dan, Dan Moore. Tamako, I think, or something like that. And Dan Moore drew it. That was awesome. And the Grifter story in there was great as well. Yeah. So I, if you're reading any of the like, – as much as the Batman stuff, like, like, like a lot of the story – there are some like ties to, to from one story to the next, but it seems like a lot of it's kind of – like Future State, things are kind of operating on their own, I will say – if you're reading any Batman like related stuff, you should be reading Dark Detective as well. Yeah, Dark Detective's great, you know, and I'm going to save my my thoughts for, you know, future state when we get to our event issue, but what did, what did you think of the art? That thought, was like my biggest, I mean, it was a great story, but the art mm -hmm. was Yeah, I thought it was I thought that more I well, look, more is just one of, he's one of the best yeah. that there is right now. Like if you're talking modern artists to me, He's got to be on the the modern ones, Mount Rushmore. At least from like these past, like the past few years, if nothing else. Yeah. And didn't so. it get sort of give you that Akira vibe, that sort of like neon downtown Tokyo at night sort of feel to it? And so yeah. I love, I love what they're you know what they set up with with Bruce and uh, you know Batman, obviously, because again, it's it's seeing him in a light that we don't typically you know, see him in, you know, on the run and not knowing what to do. And I thought that was great. So if you haven't read any future state stuff, you're looking to dip in, uh, this would be a title. I would say, uh, read, this is probably my favorite one that I've read so far. Now quickly tell me, is there anything that you've caught, uh, been catching up on that you were behind on? So I'm caught up except for the last issue, uh, that came out this week of Dar or last week of Darth Vader. Nice. Uh, uh, books, uh, you know, the last ones I've read have been absolutely fantastic. So, this is a series that I absolutely love. And then I read uh, AWA's uh, The Resistance Reborn. So mm -hmm. this was a one-shot, and it was sort of like uh, – it was a bunch of different little origin stories so, all in one book because there's already a series on AWA called uh, 
the resistance. And so this made me want to go back and, and read that. So I think that's a, the first trade is, you know, five or six issues. So I'm going to, I'm going to read that bad Larry. And then hopefully I get through it and say, yep, I want to talk about it because AWA just like boom and just like TKO have been killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw TKO tease some new stuff. Uh, yeah. I tweeted that out. I, I don't know what it is, but I am, I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah. All right. This week in the uh, D oh, actually, well, Everybody knows what else is going on in the DSG. Um, you know, Dork, <laughs> Change My Mind, Mac and Goo, and, and PCP. But with uh, – I've heard it both ways, which is usually available on the uh, uh, PCP audio channel. I don't know what's been going on of late. But uh, you guys have episode – is it eight or nine this week? Episode nine. Nine. Okay. Uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so if you're um, – it's Thursday night at 8.30 with me and uh, – uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the communists, uh, you know, podcast there, the people's communist podcast. Yeah. Uh, Billy, D, Billy D him and I will be talking, uh, <laughs> some psych. Okay. Uh, one of those, what is, it's, it's been a busy day. I will tell you what, real quick. It was, it was a great day before we got on, they had the inauguration stuff. So I've been wrapped up in that and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and writing three reviews this week is really like zapped. My brain power. <laughs> That's the first time you've ever done multiple reviews in one week. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so doing three this week really is that my mind power. No, eight uh, thirty Thursday oh, nights. Me and Billy D. Uh, we'll be talking psych uh, season one episode nine. Chugging along, having a great time with that, and then immediately after this, I will be uh, squaring off against Mac in some Barf League action. Oh. And then, uh, and then I'm gonna put those rogue grips to use and uh, play a little uh, Call of Duty after that. I like the sound of that. Keep your peepers popped for our third tie-in for DC Future State later on in the week. We do those on Fridays. Timing will be a little bit differently. We'll make sure to tweet that out for you guys. But again, you can only watch that. You cannot listen to that on Geeks Worldwide Radio or the Change My Mind Podcast audio channel. But until next time, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.